folks, welcome to Older and Wiser. As you can see, Susan's got her little pal with her today. Uh, My little pal. Your Who's little pal, Shiro. He's twisting me around his paw. Shiro, yes. It's a real Shiro. possibility that today's show will include Shiro in one way or another because... <laughs> it's right here. Yeah, well, here it, it seems as though your cat is fascinated with the treats. The treats, yes, and I have the treats in a basket here, probably the wrong location for them, and I d buried them down and put them under something, and now... Okay, well, we'll do our best, the pleasure folks. of the cat. Yeah, we'll do our best and see see how well we do today. Welcome to Older and Wiser, everybody. I'm Bob Bates in Los Angeles, joined, as always, by Susan Sakura up there with Shiro in uh, at her home in Northern California. Good morning to you both. Good morning. All right, let's get started today. There's a new American crime series out called, on FX. It's called Impeachment. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's, I have. Yeah, it's, this is the one with Monica Lewinsky, uh -huh. where, where, uh, which I don't know if we've had enough of this story, but for some reason we keep circling back. I'm a little intrigued, I have to say, as much as I want to say, oh, we don't need to get into all that again. I'm thinking, um, it's like the crime scene, you know, you go by and you go. Right. Well, these American Crime Story uh, uh, series are pretty good. If you remember the the O.J. Simpson one, the Marsha, uh, in which uh, I did Sarah not Paulson watch that because I yeah. Oh, Sarah Paulson played Marsha Clark in uh, The People versus O.J. Simpson and won an mm -hmm. Emmy for that. Uh, okay. And now she's playing Linda Tripp in this new one about uh, the uh, uh, Lewinsky scandal. Okay, so we'll see how she does. That's not the big story here, though, folks. The no, big not. story really <laughs> is the fact that uh, to portray Linda Tripp, uh, she is wearing a fat suit. You know what that is? Yeah, it's, it, it, in do. movies, uh, it, it's something that is created by the clothing designers to make a thin person appear larger. Okay, Gain 40 pounds for this role or put this on. Exactly. Uh, there's been a lot of backlash about the fact that Sarah Paulson is wearing a fat suit to look like Linda Tripp. Uh, let me just get your first reaction to this. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I think if you're going to portray real people that we all saw, you know, like the O.J. Simpson thing, like the Monica Lewinsky story, um, I think uh, all of us, because we watch this in real time now, it's not like we're looking back on, you know, an affair that somebody had back in, you know, the FDR's day or something like that. Um, we, we know what these people, we don't just know what they look like. We know how they move. We know what they sound like and everything else because we watched it on TV in real time. O.J. Simpson, I watched that trial almost every day. So, so you can't maybe, have a, th a thin so person you can't, play Linda Tripp. I don't Tripp. think you can have a, a, a really skinny um, Linda Tripp, okay? Right. So I think there's got to be some authenticity about the look. And I think you try to do that if you're in makeup, if you're in, you know, you're doing the costumes or whatever. And the director wants that. Um, um, I hear, here's what the criticism is. Which I, I don't know if this is a, a, a reasonable or if it's over the top. I'm I'm looking for some guidance on this one. Um, according to Marissa Meltzer, who is a writer for, for a magazine called Bitch Magazine. Catchy title. <laughs> I don't know the magazine, but it's probably a pretty big thing. Um, her she make she raises the question: Are fat suits the new blackface? In other words, are you? Are you essentially mocking large people 
by wearing a fat suit and portraying that large person in a movie or a television series? I don't think you're mocking and I don't think it's I don't think it's the same for one thing. But I do think there is a common element in both these scenarios that if there are people who are already the size you need and can realistically portray this person with a little help from makeup and whatever, then why not give them a shot? I think that's the argument is that you're supposing that actors are just interchangeable and that if you do, you pick them by color and size. And I don't know that directors or actors, for that matter, would agree. I, I think some you people are capable of portraying a part and you don't get the role necessarily because you're the right size for the part, right? Okay. Or am I wrong? Yeah, no. If you're doing a play or a movie or a, a, um, uh, a TV show, okay, and you are playing a real person who lived, okay, whether it's Jackie Kennedy, whether it's Linda Tripp, whether it's Monica, you know what they look like, okay? Diana, Princess Diana. Yeah, so Diana. the person needs to look like the person. Um, In the some, when you're doing it. Yeah, okay. Um, let me ask you this. I have a theory that this is a this is different when it's a comedy or when it's a drama. Um, you remember in Friends, Monica uh, played fat Monica. You know, we saw what she was like when she was fat and she played it for comedy um, as though this was not something a normal person would be. She, you know, and I just don't know that those scenes would have aired today. You know what I think is happening? We're in a different time and we're asking different and more questions before we make our decisions about who's cast as whom. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think that if you can find, if you have three actors up for the part of Linda Tripp, and I don't know, they're all of equal uh, value. Who or decides equal, or, that, no, though? See, well, the director. The director uh, has to decide. Well, it seems because the director the is the one who ultimately has to work with these people and say, this is working or it's not working, and what do we have to do? Because, let's face it, all this is also on a schedule. You don't, you know, unless you're Ken Burns, right. you don't have I six years to do I think the director piece. needs to be able to select a person who can play the role, and the, the yes. size and shape of that person m may play a part, but it isn't the only part reason um and i'm not no. sure that that wearing a fat suit to play uh, linda tripp is making fun of linda tripp or of large people at, at all i don't think there's it, it's just i don't a think it's making, i don't think character. it's a question of making fun i don't think that's what it is i think they want her to look like linda tripp because otherwise what happens is to you and i when we're when we're watching this we're watching it we're going she doesn't really look like Ninda Tripp. Now no, I'm not no, no. thinking about what's going on. I'm distracted look, because she's not. I think we're dealing with two different issues here. I think the uh, columnist who suggested that fat suits are the new blackface really is talking about more than just uh, whether or not you, you pick the right actress for the role. I think they're also suggesting that it's offensive to large people for a thin person to wear extra clothing to look larger. I think there's... The, the and in a serious thing where they're not making fun of people and that person is wearing the fat suit, what do you think is the objection of the fat people, the real people who are... Yeah, I mean, uh, it does seem to... It's, again, all of these sorts of issues about injustice and um, um, tolerance 
we always have to run it through a filter and be careful because if you're not that demographic, you can't necessarily answer as to why this is offensive or it's not offensive. Look, look at how Asians were portrayed for so long. Okay. And, 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 and black people uh, would argue that white people really can't talk about this and have it, you know, and say, Listen, that, why would this be offensive I to think, you? Wait a I minute. understand. It's absolutely right. So if you're not a fat person, can you argue one way or another on this? You can argue all you want. It doesn't matter who you are. The point is, ultimately, what has, has to be chosen or who, the person who has to be chosen, the actor who has to be chosen, is the one that can play the part and work with the director to get the job done. Now, if you've got, for instance, if you go into um, uh, a lot of the things that were done about Asian actors, they didn't, there were Asian actors out there who were talented. Not all of them are going to be the ones, but out of, you know, the Venn diagram gets smaller and then you get, you have a bunch of these people who can do, and then there's some, maybe it's somebody because totally they, they've got a lot of name recognition and you want that. Totally but if agree. that's not the case, if that's not the case, and even if it is sometimes, why not give a shot to the person? There's plenty well, of talented people in that. every demographic. Directors were, uh, we're, we're minimizing Asian actors to something that a white person could just pretend to be, which was which which really minimized who they were. Right. Uh, you would never in, in in the modern era ever a white person would ever play a black person. You know, it just it, it minimizes the, who they are. They're not just that a different color. They're right. it's a different human, and so you can't do that. So. But so I guess our argument or our question really here is obviously we understand the issue of Asians being cast and black people being cast and people of different cultures being cast in the appropriate roles. But when it comes to people who are larger or smaller, um, is it the same thing or is it apples and oranges? <sighs> I don't know. I like ending on an I don't know. And I think that's always a good place to, to end this uh, discussions of this sort, because we have to keep our minds open. Yeah, we have to keep growing and learning and decide not getting ourselves stuck in the sand and decide this is how I, I feel about it forever. It's OK to to learn and change our minds as we as because otherwise nothing changes. That's the problem. If you don't consider a real Asian actor to play a real Asian part and you have people who are non-Asian dressing up like that, it never changes. It never gets better. But people are there. They are there. And everybody's got to have a break for the first time. So, hmm. I, you know, I think you've got to end up telling the story is the point. And I think you can do that more than one way. Um, on a similar topic, uh, I came across this item. Here's the headline. The Office, controversial episode omitted in Comedy Central Marathon. Uh, so here's what happened. Um, this particular episode d does make you squirm a little because Michael is trying to teach his uh, staff to be um, tolerant and... Um, and, but unfortunately, he's using all the racial stereotypes and uh, uh, voices and uh, accents and everything in order to do that. Is it good or bad to do this on a comedy series? Does it expose the um, injustice, if you will, the way All in the Family first did when it hit the air? 
Well, because I was going to suggest we talk too. about all in the family. Yeah, because, but um, and that and, and he stayed with it. And people were afraid, like, oh, you can't show that on the air, and you can't do. And he did, but he showed us what a lot of us are like. And he made he put it in this person that was lovable on some levels, but had the Archie Bunker, but who was very racist and had all these prejudices and, and his brother and his son-in-law rather brought it all out and his daughter too. So I'm just saying the show showed this and exposed it. And you had to look at it and say, geez, Archie doesn't seem so bad. He seems like a next door neighbor. All right. He's got these things that, well, maybe I'm like that. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting argument. And even back then, I, I know, that we were shocked by what Archie would say, and we, but yet uh, all the pundits would say this is good for society to be exposed to this. Nowadays, I don't think an all in the family would walk out as far on the diving board as they did back in the 70s. It would be a different all in the family. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's necessary or appropriate uh, today. I mean, I think we get it. I don't think Archie needs to say the N-word on television for us to know that that word exists and that it's not right. I don't know. I, I think we're growing and we're learning. There are a lot of things that were on TV back in the 70s that just, you know, aren't appropriate today. I don't know. I think, uh, first of all, he wouldn't get away with saying that probably. But then again... If it teaches the, le you know, we need work. We we need work. We're not there yet. We're not anywhere near there yet, I don't think. And we don't, we think, we say we understand, but it, we're not, we have a lot, we're a work in progress. And we have more learning to do and listening to each other to do. And whether that comes in the form of a television show or whether that comes in the form of a political activism or whether it comes in a book or whatever, I think you have to expose yourself to all of that and say, maybe it's time to reevaluate. Because, you know, people are very, um, I think, uh, reticent to let go of think, well, I was raised like that. Well, right. that doesn't mean it was That's right. That's it. We're exactly. They're very reticent to let go. They're Absolutely. Like, it's like, <laughs> I got to hold on to this is me. This is me. It's like people, right. are, they're very tribal. I don't want to get into politics. And too the much argument we don't do that. is, but yeah. they're like, I'm here. If you say that, you're there and you're them and I'm here. And, and the, that's not going to get, that's not useful. They're all rising up against the cancel culture. Uh, anything yeah. that goes against uh, what they believe uh, is canceling uh, what they're familiar with and what the, mm -hmm. so, so that's all bad. So you have to find a way to talk about things you don't agree on. And I think until we do that, we're not going to get far. We're just going to uh, solidify our position. Couldn't agree more. Uh, okay, uh, moving on to our next item today. I uh, came across this 37 cool advantages to wearing face masks all the time. And listen, we're back in the bucket again. We're wearing face masks again with the Delta variant and other variants coming along. And we, we may have to simply get used to it. I ordered some more on Amazon. because I was about to order some more this week, too. I didn't do it yet, but I'm still looking to see what I... And I look and see what you have in the drawer, because I still have some I haven't even used. So let's wear these masks. Here are some good reasons to wear them. Number one, if you forget to brush your teeth, it's no big deal. It is to your dentist. Yeah, but no one can tell. Uh, okay. If you've got food in your teeth, no big deal. Brush your teeth. If you wear makeup, you only have to do half your face. 
Well, see, I have to put lipstick on all the time, but I will say <laughs> I will bet you money. I, I don't know, but I would I would love to look into this. I wonder if lipstick sales have gone down in the last year. Oh, I, I would think so. And wouldn't because, you, because wouldn't you think you'd get the lipstick mark on the inside of your mask? Trust me, you do. I've done it. <laughs> um, and for me, like why I, I get up in the morning and I start I shave and I think, why am I bothering? Who's going to see me? And if I go somewhere, I've got a mask on anywhere. Anyway, no one can tell whether I shaved or I didn't shave. So Your wife will see you. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> Come on. Um, here's one that I really remember from last winter. These masks will keep your face snugly warm in the winter. And it's Probably. true. Have Probably. You, if you've ever walked down a city street, like in a big city, on a really say. cold winter day... Oh, Things. a mask where you're kind of breathing your warm air into the mask. Wouldn't that be fantastic? And it will. It probably was last winter uh, in places that have cold weather. And it will be again, I hate to say it, this winter. I also kind of like the fact that as you're walking down the street, you don't have to smile at anybody because they can't tell anyway. Why don't you want to smile at anybody? Well, you know that whole routine where you're kind of going, hey, 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 how you doing? Yeah, hey, how you hey. doing? How you doing? Is that is That's that over. is that strenuous for you? It is a little, yeah. Why? I just don't want to bother with it. See, now <laughs> this goes back to what I was talking about. Okay, we got to break down those things. I know, but but the great thing about the masks is you can you can you can even grimace at someone and they just can't tell. It's okay. Well, you enjoy that grimace. One of the items on this list is you don't need as much fake tanner here in L.A. You know, we're all wearing a lot of fake tanner. Try to get, try to look like you know we belong on the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Okay, that's a, that's more of an LA problem, I think, but I could be wrong. The bad pimple thing, of course, comes up at number twenty-one, and that's a real significant issue for many people who have yeah, a little perhaps. blemish or something. Oh, I had um, I lost a bridge, and so for a few days while they're doing the bridge. You've got a big gap in your teeth. You know, there's a big hole there where people... So, But I was wearing a mask, so I didn't care. So who cares, right? So it's great for dental work of all sorts. <laughs> Again, your dentist will be thrilled. Uh, you, the One of the tricky things I have found about masks is, though, you need to express all your emotions with your eyes. So, wait a minute. Here's a mask. If you're, for example, if you're... Um, Okay, so I'm here. To, I'm seeing you for the first time, and I go, ah. "Hi, how are you?" Or if you think something's really funny, <laughs> you know, you got to squint a lot, like you're laughing. But the thing is, you probably don't even really, you probably don't even have to really laugh. Because look, if I'm laughing for real, I'm gonna laugh for real, <laughs> and now I'm gonna fake laugh, and I'm not gonna smile or anything. You can't tell, right? You can't oh, I could tell. There oh, was a big difference there. There was a big difference there. Oh, I broke. Oh, see? Um, there was see what a, happened? A dollar mask right out the window. You're trying, to, you're trying to pass off laughter and not laughter is the same thing for lying. God punished you. There you go. I know. Finally, <laughs> uh, well, two, two of the last ones I thought were significant. You're protected from swallowing insects. And, and that's not a big deal most of the time. Does this come up a lot for you? It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But it has happened. I, I'm sure you've swallowed an insect or got one in your mouth, right? Don't be so sure. In your whole I life, have not. you've never gotten an insect. No. Oh. If the bee is there or the mosquito is there, 
I am over there. (laughs) Well, it's true. It doesn't happen a lot. I guess it probably happens more for motorcyclists and stuff like that. Maybe. Um, Maybe. That makes sense. And finally, and they say... They say it as you don't smell other people's farts as much, but I would just cover that as you don't smell any sort of unpleasant smell. Uh, as long as you have the mask over your nose. There's a lot of people who wear masks under their noses, and I'm thinking the virus can go in here and in here, not just in here. Happens all the time. Um, all right, finally today... Um, This is something I think you and I as older citizens can really relate to. And that is the uh, having trouble remembering people's names. Do you have trouble sometimes? uh, You see somebody, you haven't seen them in a while, uh, and you just can't place the name. You can place the face. You know you know them, but you can't come up with the name. Yes, I do. And I solved that years ago. What is your trick? I, if I can't remember someone's name, I will just say, I'm sorry. I'm getting forgetful. Tell me your name again. Yeah. And you know what? It's over. And people don't go, what? You forgot my name? I've never had that happen. 100% of the time. I've asked many times in situations. And I'm sorry. Say your name again. Even if they've told me their name and then something happened or, oh, here's your drink, whatever. Yep. Yeah, I'll ask. Yeah, I don't just think, ask. Yeah, I think that's the the fairest way to do it. They've got to understand. Um, and I've been asked, and I don't take offense because I understand that they forgot. I forget. We're human. Yeah, we I think forget. people might feel a little secretly sad that you didn't remember their name, but they're not going to be offended, especially when you say. I it think they get over it in the, in the man nanosecond that it happens. There was an item in The Guardian. L. Hunt wrote this little item about uh, 10 essential tricks for remembering people's names. Um, number one, believe that you will remember. And I think mm-hmm. this is really key. Um, Might be. Yeah, because when you go into it believing that you just forget everything, then you will forget. Don't Mm -hmm. say, I'm really sorry, really bad with names. I can't do this, you know. So try, at least try. This This is advice from a woman named Rebecca Lockwood. And she says, one of the things you really need to do is tell yourself, I'm really good at remembering names. And whether you are or you're not, if you tell yourself you are, that's going to help you a little bit. Fine, try that. Um, Let us one, know how that works. Out. One of the main things that people do that help that helps a lot is say to say the person's name during the conversation. And I know you've probably done that all the time. Somebody says, yeah. "Hi, my name is John. How are you? How are you? Nice to meet you." And, and then the you name. don't say; you just let it go, and then you cannot five seconds later remember what the person's name was. But if you right. say, but see, you said five seconds, and everybody re- can relate to that because it happens. You. Somebody just told me his name. He's standing right here, and I forgot it. What You're is like wrong a, with me? Like a goldfish, you know? You literally don't have a second to remember the name that was just given to you one second ago. Mm-hmm. And then it's too late to ask because then you really look like an idiot. So then you try to find out from somebody else, what was that guy's name I just met? So the thing to do is when somebody says, Hi, my name is John. How are you, John? Very nice to meet you, John. Thanks for talking to me, John. You know, just yeah, say don't the say name. it too many times, though. Because then it, it's like, do you really? Are you really interested in talking to me, or are you trying to learn names? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Too obvious. It, but it does make people realize that you cared enough to say their name. 
especially if True. it's an unusual name. If True. someone says Felicia and you can say, oh, Felicia, I love that name, Felicia, it, it, it sort of soaks in a little bit more, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that can be. You can play There's another oh, thing you can do yeah, what's also. That? Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, I've, I've met people and various people from my apartment complex. And, I, you know, everybody's not out socializing anyway in real time. And now people are a little bit more closed off because they're, you know, either they're in quarantine or some are back to work or what have you. But um, I find that if I meet somebody, especially somebody on my floor or downstairs or upstairs or what have you, um, once I meet them and I know their name, I'll tell, tell me your name. I'll even say, tell me your name again. Okay, fine. I get in and I write it down. Oh, yes. Stick it on the refrigerator under a magnet. That's and then smart. you know oh, you have it so there. Right. And you'll look at it a couple of times and say, oh, that's downstairs or that's upstairs. And that isn't even on this list, but I think that totally should be right at the top. If yeah. you have the opportunity to just jot it somewhere, even if you later throw the paper away, the jotting of the name and looking at the name in writing changes it all. And when you take notes like that, you do remember better. Yeah, no, I think that's right. No one writes anymore. They are all sort of putting it. Everything into their is like, oh, I can, laptop. I can get it on this, and then you know what? It's all there, and you forget where it is, and you're seeing it in print, and it's, it doesn't it's blending soak in into as well. You're right. Yeah. No, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, another thing you can do is play a little word game. I've done this a lot. Yeah, people so, do that. Yeah, so you link the first name to a feature of their appearance. So if they've got red hair and their name is Cherry. <laughs> I don't know. How convenient that was. <laughs> How convenient. No, no, no. Okay, let's say uh, I met you, for example, and your name your name is Susan. I would say, boy, you look lazy. Lazy Susan. No, you're yeah, not. I knew this was going to get you in trouble. You better no, stop right I'm, now, Buster. I'm not saying you're lazy, but I could have. Next time I saw you, I said, "Boy, she's looking lazy." Susan. Her name is Susan. See. Actually, I've gotten lazier, and but but I've also gotten more honest. I've yeah. always been honest, but now I'm even more honest. Maybe yeah. a little too honest. And now, yeah, I do have a little lazy tendency with all. The, I think the pandemic has made me a little more lazy. And you know what? It's not the world's not going to end. I'm not going to go to hell. It's fine. If you uh, if you met me and you I said hi my name is Bob what what would you what word would you associate with me so you would remember next remember my name bobbing for apples I don't there know there you go so what does that have to do with no, you no you'd picture my head as a big red apple so next time you see me you say red apple bobbing for apples that's Bob. I don't think remembering Bob is that hard. I'd rather write down Bob on a piece of paper, put it on a post-it note, stick it on my forehead until I remember Bob. Okay, I'm going there. I'll see him. I'm just saying my little system works. I think you should try it. Okay. Yep. And by the way, it's okay to say, oh, my name is Susan or my, you know, so yes, back to my point of, with I your forgot name. your name, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. When and you then can you move see, on for the conversation. Absolutely. I totally agree. When you see that someone's struggling with your name, help them out. You know, say about Bob, Bob Bates, you know, that's me. You know, and they go, oh, right. They don't even have, of course, or they'll go, of course, I know, I know. But yeah. still, you're helping them out. And I they just don't think, that. I, I don't think that many people get so clutched on you forgetting their name. I mean, if it's an ex-husband or something, that would be different, I guess. But I mean, if it, I don't think people get so clutched on it that they're they're wounded for life because you forgot their name. Uh, Get over it. Finally, the, she says, just make peace with the fact that you do sometimes forget. Let it right. go. Don't stress too hard. Do your best. 
And um, if, if, if you forget someone's name, just say, I'm so sorry, your name, is, your name has slipped my mind. Please tell me what it is again, and I'll remember next time, I promise. Hello? <laughs> just what you said. Full circle, yes. Susan. Full circle. Yes, full circle. What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Older and Wiser. Susan, what's your final thought for the day? If you forget, ask. If you forget, ask. Just ask a question. You know, I'm going to tell you, I'll leave you with one thought. It was one of the smartest things I learned in four years of college, believe it or not. Um, this professor, Herman Ward, God bless him. I'm sure he's gone to heaven at this point. And I had him for methods of teaching English and Shakespeare. And he said, one of the, um, the first sign of an intelligent person is to ask a question. Absolutely. I don't want to dig into that too much, but I will say this about that. If you're too afraid to admit that you don't know, you're never going to learn anything. That's correct. You've got to be able to admit that. All right. We agree on that one. With that, we'll say thank you for watching. We're glad you joined us today on Older and Wiser. For all the stuff that matters when you're 50 plus, visit us at olderandwiser.com. We'll see you next time.